We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. What is going on? How you doing? Welcome to Talking Buffalo. This is going to be a busy week. Let's just dive right into it. The first of probably what will be probably four straight days of, uh, Podcast dropping, draft week, draft season, too goddamn long. My man Aaron Quinn from Cover One has joined me. He's been with me for this entire process. I'll tell you, we, we were talking for a few minutes um, off here before we started going here. I love doing these mocks with you, and this is the third straight year we've done several of these because I think they bring value. I think it's a good opportunity for, for myself, for people listening or watching, to learn about a lot of players that maybe the casual fan would not have otherwise known about. You kind of pick up on some trends to some extent. But having said that all, you you DM me this morning. First thing I woke up to, it wasn't even like this long explanation or nothing. Aaron just DM me and says, draft season is too long. It is, man. What's going on? How you doing? I am fantastic. First of all, the weather kind of sucks. We talk about that every day, uh, every, every week when we talk. It still kind of stinks here. It was hailing on Monday. I don't know if you guys got hail down in we West Seneca, but we got a bunch of hail yesterday. So outside of that, though, uh, things are pretty good. We are almost at the end of draft season, which is exciting to me. Here's the thing, Pat, like Greg and I, I think in terms of content creators, we might be the last to jump on the draft bandwagon, right? Like we pride ourselves on the free agency process. We really jump right into that to end mm-hmm. the season. I think a lot of people jump right into the draft towards the end of the season, which we need people to do the draft work. Right. People got to go out there and do all this work and stuff, but it is just so long and so much changes. Like, for instance, six weeks ago, Bergeron was our round two target. Now I'm not even seeing Bergeron in the second round. Right. Like Mozzie Smith was a third round target when we started this. Now we're seeing the potential of him going in the first round. Nobody knows anything, especially not during the season, not at the beginning of draft season. It's really these like last two to three weeks where you really start to know. And I think one thing Greg and I are learning is. Uh, at least for us, Pat, and I think you feel the same way. I'm a little, I'm probably closer to the casual fan than an Eric Turner or some of these like draft oh, guys sure. that dive into the film, right? And so yeah. I'm going to allow them to do most of the work, and then I'm going to go check their work and then make my 
my points and my ideas based on that versus years ago, Greg and I would jump right in and do all the work with everybody else. And we'd, we'd go after this and we'd find our targets and the bills wouldn't pick a single one of them. Half of them wouldn't even be good in the NFL or out of the league in four years. And the other half went to other teams. And so we kept feeling like, man, this is just so frustrating. So we've pulled back a little bit, but even we were saying the other day, like, we're now five, six shows deep into this too on our end. And it's like, oh, we got to do another one tonight. I just want to be over with this process. Find out who the Bills are going to pick. I'm more excited at this point to see who it's going to be to find out how they can fit into this team than I am about all the other draft stuff. I'm over all this. It's too long. Let's just do one month of draft uh, going forward. I agree. You know, it's funny. I, I thinking about it, I'm like, you know, six really is a lot. And again, there are benefits. It's I, good I to us though. It helps. It is. And I've learned a lot about a, a bunch of players mm-hmm. that I probably didn't know about. And I'm sure many people listening, watching feel the same way. That said though, I, I feel so hypocritical criticizing people who are doing all these mocks. Cause I'm not criticizing anyone yet. No, I am. Cause I've done it for, and I've done it for six straight weeks. So again, I'm being captain hypocrite here, but yeah, man, it's just yeah. enough is enough. And yeah. everybody, See, cause I do. Know, I do Too mocks many. with you every week. There's mm-hmm. six of those. I do my own where I just post them because I like doing that. Right. And I do I, Greg and I do them too. So I'm not making fun of people for making the content, right? Like we're all here to make content. This is the draft season, right? We are now knee deep in it. I just think, you know, we even started a little late compared to a lot of people, Pat. Starting six weeks ago, we were late on the game getting into the mock stuff. Some people have been doing this for months. There's going to be 2024 mocks two weeks from now. And just Maybe not, not locally, but there will certainly be mock drafts yeah. on the major, you know, the ones who Dude, do it year round. It's crazy. Man. My, I think the overall point of this conversation, my biggest pet peeve, the only thing I will crap on any other content creators is, is lists. I hate lists when people are just like, here is my top 15 at each position. And then when one of those guys gets drafted, they're like, hey, that was one of my top guys. Or listen, I hate, these are my bills targets and they list 12 guys. Yeah. Uh, at each position and then when the draft they draft one of those guys they'll be like see i had it first that that's the stuff that i think gets to me is pin down on some targets get your guys and if the bills don't get them that's okay like mm-hmm. but believe in who you believe for the bills don't just try to play the odds and be right which is what i think i'm, I'm not trying to assume but i think a lot of people put so much throw so much shit against the wall and then they'll just highlight the victory and not talk about the 30 other tweets they had that were way off and missed um and so that's where uh probably i think draft season has too much content too much lists too much mocks because then people be like oh see i had that the whole time that's (laughs) we've done six of these one of ours has to be semi spot on did we make any last year did we get any right um I, I can't remember, but what I do remember the most last year is we were all in on the Cam Taylor Britt train. Like mm-hmm. he was, he went like we had him in the second or third round in almost all of our mocks, and he did go to Cincinnati last year in the second round, and he's turned out so far to be a pretty damn good player. I think so, um, I think Elon will also be, but yeah, I think I think Cam Taylor Britt was a good guy to have a little bit of a crush on last year. You know, th- if we go three, four years from now and we pull back some of these tapes over the last few weeks. It might be funny kind of talking about some players, you know, this guy might be a reacher or whatever. This guy, you got to get, you got to get this guy. And then you look foolish. And that's the fun part because it, it is it, it, such it, an unknown. Look at Darnell Wright. I was just looking up a couple yeah. of things that we were doing early on. He was available on everything. We've taken Darnell Wright in our last two mocks mm-hmm. with our first round pick. Now I'm reading that it's unlikely he even gets out of the top 10. You know, so I mean, who knows how our box? Yeah, but I've read that about like fourteen guys. Yeah, 
Right. No, I, I you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. so somebody's going to fall. Uh, we just, we just don't know. I also read something about Darnell, Wright Uh, showing up some flags for work Mm -hmm. ethic and not putting in a lot in practice and maybe just capitalizing on one season in a good uh, senior bowl slash combine. Uh, So his draft stock has gone up and we heard Brandon Bean in his last press conference talk about everybody's boards different. And sometimes it's scheme and it's teams run three, four and some teams run four, three stuff like that. But sometimes it's just personality fits and we don't want to work with a guy or this guy isn't our guy. And we hear the bills all the time, probably to the annoyance of a lot of the fan base talk about culture and process and character and DNA. I'm not saying Darnell Wright doesn't fit, but that might be one of those instances where we're all in on this because we see the perceived need at right tackle. We see a really good talent that has sort of been hanging around our area and all the stuff for the draft process has looked good. What we don't know is what the scouts know, the interviews that they're having with people in Tennessee, the interviews that they're having with people close to these people, which draw red flags or push people up and down boards. And again, to Brandon Bean point, every team is different. There might be some teams that have Darnell Wright in their top 10, and maybe they're going to be able to be picking there and get that guy. But there might be teams that don't have them in their first round because of these red flags. So you just never know. Um, and I, I do think it's fun, though, to to back to your point earlier to while I made fun of people for, you know, trumpeting their times that they were correct. It is also fun when you were all in on a guy during the draft process and then they end up being good oh, yeah. or better than people expected. Like I still constantly pat myself on the back for being all in on Terry McLaurin as a second round pick during that draft. And people are like, you're crazy. He's never going to go in this. Like he's not a second round value guy. He's just a special teamer. Now he's like one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. I'm wrong more often than I'm right, but I'm going to tell you about the Terry McLaurin one every single year because that's the fun part of it, right? <laughs> you, you bring up character stuff, and you know we haven't talked about this once during this entire uh, six-week process, but it might linger with the Buffalo Bills character stuff more than past years based on what happened last year. I mean, it's just a punter in the sixth round or whatever. And obviously, you know, you have no way of knowing that, well, how things were going to turn out at that time, yeah. of course. And those but, character issues are different than sure. Yeah, I mean, those are right. or whatever, right? Yeah. Right, 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 right. But still, I do, my point is I do think character and culture, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about it every year. I really think it's going to matter a lot with the Bills. And that pick year. doesn't get talked about enough either because it ended up not being a big deal because he ended up getting Sam Martin and uh, the Bills were fine in terms of special teams and punter, but you did waste a pick. Yeah. Right. Like there's when you don't do your due diligence or miss something or something comes up like that, it ends up being a waste to pick whether or not it impacted you in that season. Uh, the the opportunity cost lost of maybe getting a guy that would be on this team is real. Yeah. Like, Couldn't, agree your more. Couldn't agree more. Real quick for people who are, are watching or listening. Hopefully it's not going to be a problem, but I got roofers right now at my house literally tearing up the roof and putting a new one on so hopefully you don't hear a lot of hammering or scraping it has been just absolutely this is like the third straight day that's going on it is just i I was telling you it's like getting a root canal it like never ends the sound is just horrible and i'm stuck here anyway we're doing this podcast kind of reminds me of florida i used to do the show weekly there wasn't any video at the time it was just audio but like once a week I would do a show and it was like, they picked, I lived in a complex and it was like maintenance picked like that hour to always cut the lawn right in front of my window. Like when I'd be doing a podcast at that time during that week. Anyway, hopefully it's not a big distraction. We're going to jump into this draft in a minute because who knows how it'll play out. Um, We're going to use walk the mock again. 
Well, well, maybe you and I are not big on trade up, at least anyway. We haven't been through this whole process and we're not going to force it on the last one either. I do want to ask you, though, because it is big news. We're taping this, by the way, Tuesday morning. So, yep. you know, things could always happen. And the, then the, the Hopkins well. trade might happen while we're talking. Who knows? It, it could happen. <laughs> In fact, you were just talking minutes before we went on the air. Uh, Will Le- Levis is. Went from what, like fifty to one to twenty to one to be the first overall pick. Ten to one. It's ten to one. Last I saw is it moved last night. Will Will Levis moved from fifty to one to twenty to one to ten to one. Now all like the boards on all these uh, DraftKings from Ben Solak here eighteen minutes ago, right before we went live. DraftKings took down the first, second, and third overall market as well. Something weird is going on. Uh, So I haven't looked. I haven't been on Twitter since we went live. Um. And so that is all trying to figure right. that out. Yeah. So they, I mean, things change and they develop here literally by the hour potentially. But what I, I did want to ask you because it is big news around the league. It's certainly big mm-hmm. news in the AFC East yesterday. Something we kind of all knew what was coming, but now it's official. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. Uh, your thought on the trade? Uh, you think the Jets overpaid? Just how, how you think things are going to play out with him? I mean, obviously we're you know, projecting a lot. It's only April, but yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I don't know your thoughts on the trade. Generally speaking, it's tough. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. It's an upgrade for the New York jets who are already mm-hmm. a good team. The jets to me are right there with like the lions. And what I said all along is if either one of those teams get a good quarterback, they could be very dangerous. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean they're going to be, uh, but definitely on paper, they are a better team, right? They improved yesterday. I tweeted it out though. I think going into the day yesterday, the Buffalo bills were the best team in the AFC East. I think when they ended the day, they were still the best team in the AFC East. I don't. I, Aaron Rodgers closes the gap a little bit for the Jets, and the Jets played the Bills tough. I'm not going to discredit how tough they played the Bills. Um, last couple years. Last couple years, Aaron Schatz, uh, a football outsider, so a guy I follow, uh, football outsiders, does DVOA. So anyone that knows me knows I love DVOA and, and mm-hmm. get into that. Schatz is a smart guy, and he uh, had a tweet yesterday talking about how he doesn't believe that the Jets are going to be able to sustain the, the type of success even though they didn't make the playoffs and have great success last year um, with bad quarterback play, he doesn't believe that the, their defensive success is sustainable year over year and that they were very healthy on the defensive side of the ball last year and that that type of sustained health typically isn't sustained year over year. And so we're just kind of projecting, hey, this was a really good team with some high upside that had a terrible quarterback. And we're saying if you just put a really good quarterback in, they are going to be the best team. We kind of saw this with the Broncos last year, right? Free agency rolls around. Russ gets traded, goes to the Broncos. Everybody on Twitter is overreacting. Like mm-hmm. they just got a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's a game changer. They are going to push Kansas City to win that division. I'm not saying the Jets are going to be the Broncos. I actually think the Jets are probably in a better shape roster wise than the Broncos were. But there's no guarantee that a 39 year old, previously Hall of Fame caliber quarterback is going to come and play in that way. Now, I don't think Aaron Rodgers, a lot of people are pointing at Aaron Rodgers' season last year and saying, look how washed he was. I don't think he's that guy. Uh, that Packers team wasn't very good. Definitely didn't have the skill positions uh, to have a lot of success. And I think he hurt himself, like legitimately. My dad's a Packer fan. I talked to him every week about the games. I think he had a hurt thumb. And so I'm, I'm not expecting necessarily him to be as poor performance as he was last year. But even as bad as he was last year, he was a hell of a lot better than Zach Wilson. So we know there's an improvement. We know that the division is going to be tougher. If Tua can stay healthy, that's also, I think the Miami Dolphins are still probably a better uh, more difficult team for the Buffalo Bills than the Jets are right now with the weapons they have. So the division's tighter, but I still believe the Bills are the best team. They have had, you know, I've been having this conversation for a few days, Pat, like 
because the Bills haven't won the Super Bowl, it feels like there's been a letdown and a failure. But this team outside of Kansas City has been the most successful NFL franchise over the last four years. They've sustained that type of success, which is hard in the NFL, regardless of your belief of those things. Uh, and I have no reason to think that they're not continuing on the path of sustained success. Now, maybe one of these teams comes up over the next year or two and the Bills don't win the division six consecutive years in a row, but I think they're going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to be a high favorite for the Super Bowl year in and year out, regardless of what these teams do. So um, it's not great, you know, to wrap this up. It's not great that Aaron Rodgers is in the division. He can be really great at times. I don't think he's the quarterback he was, but he is an improvement for the Jets. They are a legit contender in the AFC. I just don't think that it puts them over the top. I think the reaction is a little too much from the national media. I like it would be easy as Bills fans, and at the end of the day, we are Bills fans, but mm -hmm. it would be easy to say, well, this is the Denver Broncos of last year. But, I mean, it does hold it water. It could be the Tampa when you, Bay Bucks. When, when you look at it, no, I, I go back to the Denver one, and you look at, I remember last year, like, oh, my God, they got Russell Wilson, and they got they got Cortland Sutton, they got Jerry Judy, they got Williams, they got Gordon, they got great They had a good back, defense. They played good defense. And, and look great what running happened. game. Chemistry matters. The, the a quarterback's regression matters. How Aaron Rodgers? There, how Aaron Rodgers, who is one of the most butthurt athletes I've ever seen in my life, how he reacts in the New York media if he gets off to a slow start. All that stuff matters. I'm not sold, but I will say I do like the Jets roster. I, yeah. I liked it before they picked up Aaron Rodgers. I think they got mm -hmm. a lot of good young talent. Um, yeah, I, I, the the division's going to be interesting. I also. In terms of the trade compensation, you asked about that. Um, I think there's a lot of overreaction on that, too, on both sides. Like, everyone's like, oh, they got fleeced. And it's like, maybe, right? We won't know until we see the results. If if they go on a run, whether or not they win a Super Bowl, if the Jets go on some kind of run here and make the playoffs and New York football is all the rage in New York City, they're gonna that organization is going to deem that a success. The jersey sales alone, the sure. interest in New York Jets sports, Woody Johnson is going to make a lot of money off of this move. So it will be successful for the Jets. Now, if they don't win a Super Bowl, like it's going to look bad. And if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play 65% of the snaps, it's going to feel worse, that compensation. That's what I hope, is that they're good enough to get everybody in Jets excited, but that he plays under the amount of snaps, so they have to give up that other first-round pick, and then they don't get the success that everybody thinks they're going to. But just this is the same argument I make about the Bills, Pat, and people think it's a loser mentality, but this is just the way the NFL is and the way it works. There's only one team that wins the Super Bowl. That is the ultimate form of success. But to say that it's Super Bowl or bust and there's no other ways to have success in the NFL, it doesn't make any sense. And owners don't view it that way. Woody Johnson's going to have success because of this move, whether or not they win a Super Bowl. I hate Aaron Rodgers as a person. I'm not a Jets fan, but how do, why would you not go for it when you got the opportunity? You know, you see teams every year. Look at the Eagles. The Eagles went from 9-8 and eight to going yeah. to the Super Bowl. The Bengals went from 4-12-1 to going to the Super Bowl. It does happen every year. Mm -hmm. If you're a fan base, you want your team going for it. I, if You got a good roster. It's not like Aaron Rodgers got traded, to no disrespect, to like the Houston Texans, you if, know what I mean, or the Arizona if, Cardinals. He went to a team that's loaded with, with good young talent. I, I got no problem with the Jets from their perspective for going for it. No, and we would do the same thing. If When we were in the drought, every single time any quarterback with any type of name or any perceived success was rumored to be available, Bill's Mafia was all over it. Kirk Cousins, Jay Cutler, like whoever it was at the time before Allen, we would have taken anything. And if we didn't have Allen and Aaron Rodgers became available, even at 39 years old, Bill's Mafia would be gushing to get yeah. their hands on him, personality or not. Uh, so I think 
it is important to, even though we are Bills fans, to sort of objectively look at it and like, how would we be if we were in that situation? Jets fans deserve to be excited. Jets media deserves to be excited. This is better quarterback play than they've probably seen in 30 years, right? Like a higher caliber quarterback than they've had in their building. So um, it's, there's reason to be excited, but uh, we'll see how it plays out. I, I, I also believe, I know Bills fans don't want to hear it. There's part of me. I like it when the division's a little bit tougher. I want rivalries again. I loved it growing yeah, up when too. the Bills and Dolphins were rivals and those games mattered. Uh, games against the Jets mattering it could be cool. Uh, it might not work out for the Bills. It might hurt what they're trying to do, but I think it's good for football to have the AFCs be competitive. I couldn't agree more, man. It's, it, it's going to be fun, and we're going to jump into the draft now. And, you know, we we talk about the the process being fatiguing, doing this every week. You're doing it multiple times per week on multiple shows. But we do it because of how important it is. You know, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. teams, their futures get decided on what they do over these next few weeks. You know, the Chiefs having you know, the foresight to, to identify Pat Mahomes is a good enough player that they move up from 27 to 10 to go get him. Or conversely, you got teams like the Jets and the Browns a handful of years ago that take Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield and leave Josh Allen alone and give the Bills an opportunity to kind of have Josh fall to him to some extent. I mean, the Bills moved up for Josh, but still, they weren't in control of what the Browns and what the, the Jets ultimately did. So these decisions that we talk about for weeks at a time, when it comes to these teams, it makes or breaks a lot of... uh organizations for, for, for years to come. Anyway, if you're watching this on the audio side, I, I would suggest if you get a chance, if you can, maybe pause it on the audio side and jump on YouTube, jump ahead to about 20 minutes or so, because it's a little bit easier to follow on the video side. I'm going to pull up the uh, the screen here and, and we'll get going. And again, I'm using Walk the Mock. We've used this one last week. I, I've, I found it was pretty good. Drafts are possible and maybe we'll examine a couple, but let's just... Uh, Let's just jump in. And now, you know, because of where uh, or the news with Will Levis, I want to see on this latest mock where he goes. So we got this going. Bryce Young's still going first. They got quarterbacks going the first few picks or first three out of four, but not him. Uh, all right. So he would go to the Raiders seventh overall. So they're not that off on where he might end up. Anyway, we've talked about this for several weeks. We're not even going to start looking until you get to 1920 for the Bills. Um, Quentin Johnson goes 13 overall to Green Bay. I really don't. Oh, this this is uh, unexpected, and I don't like this. Folks, Zay Flowers is a guy I was ready to semi-pound the table, Aaron. Mm-hmm. He's gone. He goes to the New England Patriots at 14. So right away, my mock or my biggest point of, of a guy that I really liked is mm-hmm. um, is gone. Since yep. we're not going to get a chance to draft him quickly because, I mean, and this could happen on Thursday night. We'll see. Are you pretty high on Zay Flowers at this point as we, as we head into the uh, the very end of this process? Uh, I like Zay Flowers. I would take him at 27. I don't think I would trade up for any of these wide receivers personally. Uh, mm-hmm. this um, The point I'm at with this wide receiver class is going into the year, I think everyone's like, this is the worst class we've seen in years. You're not going to get the high-end talent. And I was kind of... Uh, saying that that didn't seem right to me that every year wide receivers there's plenty of them coming in the league and i do think people were probably too low on the class as a whole but even the top of this class i think if you put them up against previous years they would be probably closer to second round graded players um zay flowers and addison are my two that are first round graded players everyone else falls into the second round for me now again uh, i'm okay with taking a second round talent at 27 i don't want to trade up for that 
Uh, and even Zay Flowers, I think, is at the end of the first round here for me, at the end of my first round grades. So I'm definitely not trading up to 14. Uh, you know, my trade spot is the, maybe four to five spots ahead of where right, I agree. now. Uh, this is so way too I, rich. Yeah, I just don't love any of these guys enough that they are going to be ulti- the biggest game changers that are really going to put the bills over the top. And I do believe there's so many ways to acquire receivers. We're hearing about the potential of a DeAndre Hopkins trade. Every year a veteran becomes available. Every year veterans get cut from teams or after the draft, there's going to be guys that become available. And then every year there's more and more wide receivers coming into the league. It's almost an influx yearly. So I think if you miss, you're still in okay position. And there's still some guys on the board. Yeah, you know, I'm going to tell you, on my YouTube thumbnail for when you see this podcast in video form later, it is probably be changed, but I had Zay Flowers on my cover. I was ready to pop. You're jinxing table. us every time you make a cover. We're I not getting that guy. It, it, it doesn't end up happening. You know, real quick, too, I want to go this out there. I forgot. I should have said this right at the beginning of the podcast. What it's worth, I've heard from, us, I will call it a source that I trust, that mm-hmm. the Bills have the fewest amount of first-round grades on a, on a player's since the Brandon Bean era started and for whatever that's worth. And I'm sure there's a lot of teams that are probably I think similar. Most teams are similar we've, we've, yeah. It's not like any, I think every year players don't have, or teams don't have 32 first round grades on players. I think that's very rare, but we're still I, dealing with a little bit of the post COVID stuff here too. Yeah. With, yeah. With yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. And if you're watching us on the video side, the bottom right of the screen is the pick as it's coming out in the, on the left. Um, is the team that's on the clock. So anyway, Zay Flowers goes 14. That shocks me a little bit anyway. The New England keep this going. Um, Bajan Robinson goes 18 of the Detroit Lions. That would be fun. That would be a fun player for Detroit to get. Miles mm-hmm. uh, Murphy goes to Tampa. Mozzie Smith's a guy we've talked about some. He goes 20th overall to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the board right now. So you're at pick. This is interesting. You're at pick. Uh, where are we at here? We're at pick 21. 21. Now we're at pick 21. Chargers are on the clock. Jackson Smith, Najigba is on the board. You talked about Addison. I know he's on the board. Paris Johnson, a guy that I'm hearing or not hearing from what I'm seeing, he might go, you know, top 10. Broderick Jones is out there. Darnell Wright, we've taken two straight mocks. He's out there. So you got three quality offensive tackles out there. I think Kansas is a two. top 15 talent too. Yep. Yep. And you um, got not for the bills necessarily, but right. And you got two receivers out there, including the guy who everyone's perceived as being the top receiver in a draft was not the first pick in this mock. It was Zay flowers, but anyway, yeah. and I, I want to correct myself. Cause I said, I only had two first round grades. Uh, I was forgetting about JSN. I really have three. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well this would be a guy. There's two guys here on the board. L- let's uh, see. Let's take a look real quick here, Aaron. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Just looking at the value. So the pick for the Chargers is at eight hundred. If you're, let's just pretend if we're interested, you're giving up your first, so you're still at about one hundred twenty. So you you would have to give up probably your first and your third, and then you'd probably get back like a a six rounder. So you're looking at your first and your third, or maybe if you wanted, and we've talked about this before, the Bills do are going to have, I should say, two third rounders in 2024 so maybe you want to give up your first now and try to give up your third round pick next year in 2024 and that would bring you the value would be uh let's see here 870 actually you'd be over well hold on it did i do something wrong here no i didn't doesn't seem right so you give up your first and you give up your third next year and that's 870 so actually you'd be overpaying for that then wait what is the value of the third this year Value of the third this year is 136. How is it's next year's at 190. Third? Oh, 
How does that make sense? How's next year's third more valuable? I, I don't know. That, that is weird. But anyway, if you use this year's third, if you go by that model, it's dead even. So it costs you probably a first and a third. But you know what? We we know, even though, despite what this says, we'd be overpaying according to this model, but it's still the same thing. If you were to give up your first and your third next year, that should get it done to be able to move up this high to get a player. Is that something that interests you? Oh, man, this is tough. And this is where Brandon, this is why these exercises are good. I, there's still a lot of good players still on the board too, that I'd be happy to take. And so I think we at least go a pick or two here and see if how this settles out, if we can okay. get a little bit better value. I think we would have to get to about pick 24, 25 to be able to give up a fourth rounder instead of a third, but let's just see how it plays out just for the sake. So we, we we're passing on this. So we're going to no trade. Paris Johnson goes to the chargers. The okay. Ravens yeah, are on the clock. 24 and see. Okay. Jackson Smith yeah, and Jay gone. gone. So he goes to uh he goes to the Baltimore Ravens at 22. And now Minnesota's on the clock at 23. Emmanuel Forbes, that does not hurt us. A corner from Mississippi State. All right. So we're at pick 24. Okay. You Who's got on our one, board, you maybe. got one receiver. You got Addison still on the board. If you want receiver, a first round guy, or maybe Jalen Hay. I had a high on him either. Or if you wanted uh Offensive tackle, if we're still on that, you still got Roger Jones and you got Darnell Wright. I say we ride this. I know I know you want to make a trade, Pat. I know you do, but <laughs> I'm all right when I'm making a trade. I, I just think it's important. This is why we call this yes. an exercise. Yep. We're going through what it would cost. So we knew it would cost the first and a third to move up to 21 to go get a guy. Now we're at pick 24. And I can tell you from experience, it's probably gonna cost you a first and a fourth, and maybe you give up a uh, a six and get a fifth back, you know. So that's about what it would cost to go get one of these guys. We're gonna write it out though. No yep. trade. Jacksonville selects um Cancy. So that perfect. Um, I don't think that's a guy the Bills would take, but it's a good player, so it's a good pick. Yep. Now the Giants are on the clock. Now Giants you're talking, are taking an offensive tackle, I feel like, in this situation. You think so? All right, well, they got no. it, right. They got a Jordan Addison. Addison. All right, so now sorry, Isaiah Hodgins. <laughs> sorry, Isaiah Hodges. All right, so the way things played out, yep. By not trading up, the Bills have Should lost out on top tackle. The Bills have the the good news is if you're pro tackle, if you don't believe Brandon Bean right now and take him at his word, as Spencer Brown is your guy, you're you're in luck, probably in luck. And we're gonna find out in about two seconds. Well, we're gonna get one of those two tackles for sure. The bad news is. If you're all in on getting one of those three wide receivers in the first round, Zay, um, Addison, or, or JSN, you're out of luck because they mm -hmm. all are gone. They're all off the board. All right, so 26 now. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, one pick before us. They take Trenton Simpson, linebacker. Yeah, we have our choice of litter. Let's take Broderick so, Jones and get out of here. We're going to take Broderick Jones. We're not even going to debate this one. I think if he falls on the board to 27, and I've noticed this in a couple of mocks I've messed around with, Broderick Jones has uh, has has been there for mm -hmm. Crazy enough. So, all right. So, we're going to take Broderick Jones, offensive tackle from uh, Georgia, and we're not going to look back. All right. So, yep, the build and that is just for reference on uh, NFL mock draft database where they take uh, the consensus big board from each player's overall ranking mm -hmm. from the 2003 draft, compiled 162 big boards, 1,325 first round mocks, and 1,149 team based mock drafts. They compile all that, do it every day. They reset it. And so where is, I'm trying to find. Broderick Jones is listed as the 18th projection to the Patriots. So at least from the mock world, seems like a good value. Yeah. And just for people out there who are listening, who might not be able to see any of the board. 
Um, the Bills take the offensive tackle. Darnell Wright was still on the board here for us. And Brian Branch, uh, the defensive back from Alabama, was available. Mm -hmm. And all the tight ends were uh, available as well. I'll tell you what. I'm going to take a real quick break. Come back on the other side. We're going to fly through uh, the rest of this draft. So the Bills take Broderick Jones with their first pick. How will it play out? Be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back and the Buffalo Bills have taken an offensive tackle with their first pick. We'll kind of keep it going slow because now we're going into round two, Aaron. Yep. I think linebacker, we got to keep an eye on Jack Campbell. We got to keep an eye on Drew Sanders. If you're still looking at wide receiver going into Josh round Downs. two, Jalen Hyatt's on the board. Josh Downs, a guy we have taken before. In fact, we took him last week in round two. He's still on the board. Cedric Tillman, Rasheed Rice, Marvin Mims, Tank Dell. So those are some notable wide receivers. If you're still, you know, hell bent on them, they're on the board. I think let's ride out a little bit here and maybe early in this uh, third, just take a look again at some trade sure. values uh, yep. and see where guys are at. Cause I, I think this is a spot for the bills to make some type of move again yeah. too. If we, I know you want me to make a trade. I do want to take a look at as we approach the end of the top 100, I keep coming back to this idea of my draft strategy each and every year is how many, how many top 100 players can we find a way to get? And if you can move those last two picks or some future picks to get back into the top 100, I'd much rather that than walk away with that six round pick. Agreed hundred percent. We're probably going to go about eight to 10 picks in here and cool. then we'll see like maybe exactly. around where the Raiders pick seventh sure. or, or Caroline eighth because they're threats to take linebackers too. So, all right, so, so we're going to roll it out. First, we got to get to the end of the first round here. Brian branch goes to uh, Cincinnati. Michael Meyer, the tight end goes to Philly. That man, it'd be a great mm -hmm. fit for them. Kincaid. Ooh, Travis Kelsey, maybe long-term success. Or, um, mm -hmm. Next guy goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. And Darnell Wright, last pick of the first round to uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, so we're in round two now. Tillman, wide receivers, gone right away to Tennessee. Uh, Hendon Hooker, quarterback to uh, – who did he go to? The Rams. Rams. Right, a good pick there. Um, 
Nobody's really heard us yet here. All right, so we're at pick what? Nine. Cam Smith goes to Carolina. So we're at the 10th pick of, of round two. This is the one thing I hate about this, Mike. I don't know what number that is overall. What is it, 41 or 42? So the Bills are picking at 59 right now. Looking at trade value-wise, this pick is worth 490. The Bills are at 310. So giving up your second and your third for the Bills, just so we know, you're giving up about uh, 446. So giving up your second and your third is not going to get it done here. We yeah. probably need to go about four or five more picks and, and see what happens. And again, we could also give up that third rounder next year to keep it for this year. So let's I go. I do think Tennessee and J New York Jets are the ones that are probably most likely to go Campbell here. So let's see how it plays out, though. Yep. All right. So Tennessee's on the clock. You take Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver from Tennessee. Perfect. The Jets take an edge, Will McDonald. Uh, oh, uh, Packers. Packers. I'm sorry, the Packers took him. Jets are on the clock now. I'm this sorry. will be your spot. There it, there it is. is. Jack Campbell. These prick New York Jets, man. All right, so they take Jack Campbell. Sanders is the only one out there. I look at linebacker. It's pretty much Sanders or, or Bust, I think, for now. Uh, do we want to go one or two more? Uh, sure. Or do you want to take a look at a trade option? No, let's go a couple more here. All right, let's, two more. Keanu Bennon, that's a guy we've taken twice in round two. He goes to the Atlanta yep. Falcons. Good pick for that. Anton Harrison, offensive tackle, goes to Green Bay. All right, the Patriots are on the clock. I just don't see the Patriots. Well, I shouldn't say that. You know, if they like the deal, they'll make a trade with anybody. So, again, 440. Let's just remember the Bills' second and third is 446. All right, so this is the target spot. If you like a guy a lot and you're willing to give up a second and a third next year, this is we're starting now is where you can get up to as high as you can get up to the draft. The middle, pick 15, round two, the Patriots are on the clock. So if there's a guy out there, if you like Josh Downs a lot, if you like uh, Drew Sanders a lot, this is where we can get up and give a second and a third next year to probably be able to secure that player. For me, there's nobody worth moving those kind of assets. Um, at least okay. where the board's lying still. I could be looking like an idiot here in a few picks, but... So by you're that's fine. And this is GM Aaron Quinn talking here now. So we're clear though. At this point, you're willing to go into the season with uh whether it's AJ Klein or or Dodson or Terrell Bernard as your starting middle linebacker, because by not pulling a trade and getting Drew Sanders, you're pretty much saying if that's the way it plays out, I'm good with what I got at linebacker. Just so we're clear, right? Yep. Okay. So the Patriots take uh well, they took a corner. Drew Sanders. All right, so he's gone. He goes mm -hmm. to the Washington Commanders, 16th pick in um, round two. And the Detroit Lions are on the clock. I would say, now, if you want to take another quick look at those receivers, Josh Downs is, to me anyway, well, I Tank Dell is another name. Don't keep an eye on. But um, that's what you got out here right now. So mm -hmm. are, we, are we willing to let it roll? I think we let it roll a little bit longer and maybe take a look at Downs here in a few picks to get okay. up. I think it's too big of a jump right now. Gotcha. Okay. Darnell Washington goes to the Detroit Lions. Man, they Good get for them. John Robinson and Darnell Washington. I really like that. For they the just need a quarterback. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs goes to the Steelers. Ooh, that would be interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, so where are we at here? Pick 20, Seattle's going to take a linebacker. All right, so now Miami. Miami's like, well, Miami's desperate for picks. So, you know, I guess you never know. Um, I do, Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they're a threat to take downs. So right. that's. Ooh, and they took an interior um, lineman, uh, John Michael Schmidt. All right, so we got the Chargers at pick 22. Now, the Bills got the 28th pick of this round, so you're about six picks away. Mm -hmm. um, if you wanted to look, at, and I think the Chargers might be a trade option in round one as well, but let's just take a quick look. So they're mm -hmm. at 
370. So you're looking at about 60 value points, probably a fourth. I, I would say maybe a fourth and a little something else would probably get it done. So if you wanted to move up, you need over 60 points. Yeah, maybe like a maybe your fourth rounder and then like a sixth and then, and then you get a seventh back or something like that. Here again, it comes back to that philosophy of like, I want more top 100 players, not, not less. less. Gotcha. Understood. No. All right. So let's just see how it plays out for us. So the Chargers take uh, Keon White, the the Chicago Bears, they take a defensive lineman, Detroit Lions, Clark Phillips, a, a corner from Utah. All right. So the Bills got three more picks left and then they're on the clock. I don't think Jacksonville would go wide receiver here. Maybe, but they stocked up pretty good last year. Giants just went wide receiver round one. You're talking 30, 30, 30 points value wise to make a trade. If you wanted to move up and get your guy, you could probably get up a year. fifth rounder next year. I mean, if that kind of feels like it's worth it. Who cares about next year? Is there a guy that you like or you want to play? I the, like uh, downs, but I don't know that I need to jump these. Maybe the Cowboys. Okay, well, let's see what happens. And so yeah, you got to jump. Jacksonville to the... takes uh, a tight end. I've heard nine tight ends might go in the first hundred picks. Crazy, by the way. crazy. Um, it is a good. Right. So we got two more picks before the Bills are on the clock. The Giants Cute. take Darius Rush, corner from South Carolina. All right, Dallas is on the clock. We're one pick up. Value wise, it's going to cost you ten points. It's going to cost you a, a very late pick. You can get a six rounder next year probably to move up. What else is on the board here, too, real quick, just so we... All right, so if, if you look at receiver, Josh Downs, Rasheed mm -hmm. Rice, Mims, Nate Nate Dell. Overall players, um, the Ontario offensive lineman. Ooh, I do like Foskey. Yeah, from Notre Dame. I don't hate him. And Cody Tony Mock, we liked. We've taken Cody Mock before. I do like I Charbonnet, like, but not... Yeah, not in round two. Yeah. I just don't no. feel like a good pick. Laporta might, Laporta might be one mm -hmm. if we miss out on Downs. Uh... Derek Hall is a player I like a lot on the edge. I do think edge is sneaky. Um, Joe Timmon then... could be your starter. You know, I'm hearing 24. Uh, Russell Brown uh, tweeted earlier of uh, a really good bet that he liked was Joe Tippman round one uh, and around one here. So that could also be a good value. I like Tippman a lot. Bergeron, a guy we mm -hmm. liked, although we've taken tackle. But that's yeah, interesting already... just to see where guys fall, right? Sure, I yeah, think yeah. we can let Dallas pick. I do. Okay, we're going to let them pick then. So Dallas will take, and the, and the Bills, like I said, they're on deck. So the Dallas Cowboys take Sam Laporta. Let's take Josh Downs and get out of Hey, look at us. Look, look at that. That fell our way. All right, so I like Josh Downs a lot. I think people would be happy. That was stressful, though. You lose out on linebacker. If you were hoping for linebacker, mm -hmm. I think we've learned this much through this draft process, Aaron. If you want a linebacker, if it's Campbell or Sanders, you're not getting them at 59. You're at least through the mock up. process, right? Like, let's... Right. Consensus. Right, uh, I, I want to see where um, Jack Campbell's current is 44 projection on. So yeah. makes sense. Yeah. You got to get up there for yeah, that so, based yeah. on how the mocks are playing out. Right. So if you want one, you're going to definitely have to, not definitely, you're almost certainly going to have yeah. to move up and, to go get one. All right. So now we, we've taken two guys. Go ahead. Yeah. What? Well, let's go ahead and uh, go a little bit further here. And while we're talking about, you would ask me if I am okay with playing who the Bills have on their roster at linebacker. And I said, yes. And I don't want it to come off as um, I don't care or that I don't right. think that's a problem for the Buffalo Bills. My only thing is I don't want to, if it's not going to be that move um, and it would have to be, I think fairly aggressive to go up and get that guy. And if you're not going to do it, you're going to miss out. And that's okay. I think every team's going to have some 
flaw going into the season, even the New York Jets, as much as people are talking about it right now, all teams are going into the season with some flaw. And I do believe that with the talent that you have on the defense on the defense that you can maybe hide some of those problems. And let's not forget, like everyone's frustrated that the Bills don't play rookies enough and don't utilize rookies enough. Terrell Bernard was used a uh, third round pick was used on Terrell Bernard just a year ago. So they have some vision for him as a part of this defense. I don't know if it was to replace Tremaine Edmonds or do it in this year, but that seems higher on him than maybe I am. And so we have to let that play out a little bit too. So if they don't get that guy in these first two rounds, I'm not okay, not addressing linebacker, but I do think that you can hide it. That's fair. All right. So should I, the bills are going to be picking their next picks round three. Do you want to skip right to that pick? Or if you take a quick look at this uh, overall board, uh, Gervin Dexter is an interior lineman or defensive lineman from Florida. Heard yeah. good things about, um, you talked about edge and Bosky's out there. Hall. Uh, Let's go a little bit and see how it plays out. Like keep that right, big so board we're, open. We're probably going to and... go up at least 10, 10 to 12 picks. Let's just yeah, say yeah. we'll go to like pick 12. Bosky goes to the Eagles. Rasheed Rice. I like him. He goes to uh, the Chicago Bears. Cody Mock goes to the Houston Texans early in round three. Derek Hall's gone. That's fine. All right. So Tipman, Tipman. goes to. Uh, I can't I don't remember what he went to. I'm going too fast out this way. All right, so we're at about pick four. Let's get to 14. So Matthew Bergeron just goes to the New England Patriots. So we're in the middle of the round. And if you wanted, again, if you wanted to uh, to move up, you look at the value, 205, 136. So you're talking, what, uh, about 70? You're talking about 80 points. It would be a pretty, st- pretty steep price to move up. It would cost you more than your fourth. So I, I they, it would be expensive to move up. It would and nobody... It would cost you a third this year and next year to move up. And there's, a, I don't think there's anybody here that. Not for me right up. now. Yeah. Nah, I agree. I so. think we got a little time here. Yeah, we do. We got a lot of time. Jordan Battle just went off the board. We didn't even talk about him, but mm-hmm. he's somebody who's had a top 30 visit to the Bills. Marvin Mims goes to the Colts. Dexter, I know he's a Joe B guy. He goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers with the I think Marino likes him quite a bit too. Does he? Um, Tank Dow goes to Seattle. Uh, Miami, they take a running back with Sean Johnson. Uh, it just doesn't feel like it makes sense. I feel like every round we're we're here with uh well actually I just picked four of the Chargers, but the Ravens too, right around that spot. Again, value wise, one sixty. So you're talking twenty four. Now you're talking probably a fifth rounder. You can get sure. a, a third and a fifth if there's a guy that you like enough. Can you go to the overall board and get off sure. edge and uh and just scroll through real quick. Nobody is sticking out to me anyway. No. We might have some tough, tough decisions with our picks, even without we'll be all right. Grades. We'll be all right. right. I think at this point, let's just go to our pick. We'll yeah. skip to it. So let's yeah. skip to the pick. And the bills are on the clock here. You want me to go back to the overall board? You yeah, let's take a look here. Uh... And this is the third round pick, by the way. So we've won tackle and wide receiver with our first two. Let's see. Uh, I do like Mingo, but we did go yeah, Chris Smith. I know safety feels better after the DeMar Hamlin news, but I still do like Chris Smith. Um, mm-hmm. Keep going here. Tank Bigsby. I like, I don't know if I like good him. running backs. I, just, I feel like running. This is too early to take yeah. a running back. I just I think, I really do. Scrolling through here. I think go up and go to interior defensive line real quick. Zach Pickens is at the top of their board. Uh, yeah, for me, I think it would be uh, J- Jacqueline Roy here. Jacqueline Roy? Yep. 
All right, we're good. We and this this plays into my theory, Pat. You can probably skip here a little bit ahead. Uh, this plays into my theory that if you don't address linebacker, you got to get bigger on the interior yes. defensive line. And we heard Brandon Mead talk about uh, in terms of future development, there's no defensive tackles under contract going into next season. So yep, you got to get, you got to probably get something. Um, and if you get in this, this third round seems like for the bills, a sweet spot of, we don't need you to be a contributor this year, but you are planning to be a starter here in the future. So I like that. I absolutely, to... I absolutely think Kobe Turner goes in the round third round, uh, defensive mm-hmm. interior alignment to the Cleveland Browns. Look, I think defensive tackle could be in play as early as the first round. If yep. I don't know how the board falls, first round, second round for sure, definitely third round. So none of that would surprise me. I feel like at this point we should just skip to the picks. Sure. I, don't, I don't see us making any trades up. I don't know why. I want to keep Mark 2024 allotment. So the Bills are going to be picking here. At, where are we at here? 28 in the yeah, fourth round. We're on the clock again. All right, so now I think anything's on the table. Now I think you're looking at that BPA. You know, you talked about safety. I do like a Jomo. Uh, he was the top player on the board there. Zach Koontz is there. Koontz is here. Um, I like him a lot. He is a target for me in this range. Uh, let's see here. Keep scrolling. I don't like Hutchinson. I know a lot of people like him. Uh, Shoemaker uh, also in this sort of range for mm-hmm. me as well. Um, Jomo I like. Uh, this feels like a really good spot to take one of those tight ends to me. Sure. Just trying Which to one see do you this. like? Uh, Coots. Let's take Coots here. Okay. We're going to take Zach um, Coots. Tight end. Super athlete. He, yep. Tight end from Old Dominion. He is going to be the Bills' fourth round pick. Now we're going to be picking again soon here. And the Bills are right back on the clock. We got two more picks left, by the way. Yep. So, uh, all right. So we've went tackle. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver, we've really addressed the offense, which I think fans will be happy with. We added a big body on the defensive line, yep. and now we've added a tight end. Okay. Let's just take a quick look at linebacker. I don't really think that there, nah, there's not you've be said nothing. this before, and you've said this. Um, Dorian Williams is a guy I've heard a lot about from Tulane, but you've said this, and, and I think you're 100% right. If you're not going to get one of the premium ones early, you're not really going to be much better off than what you already have. You already got two younger guys to develop with Spectre and Bernard. So if you're not going to get a top-notch guy, probably not even worth taking one at this point. No, it just feels redundant. You're kind of log jamming stuff up. Can you look at Edge real quick for me? Yep. I think Edge is a sneaky need. I don't love any of these guys. Uh, I think we might have missed on Edge, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. We don't need it. Uh, Beal Jr. might be a late-round Guy Jr. from Georgia, maybe, maybe a little bit buried in Georgia's uh all star defense. But let's uh go back to the overall here for a second. Uh, well, I did the wrong thing. All right, all right, let's scroll through here. Running backs, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shootmaker obviously would be on the board if we didn't already go uh here. So, just for reference, my this uh. In this range, guys that are on my kind of board, Oluwatami, Oluwatimi is always on my board here. I love this guy as a player. I think that he could be sure. I think he could be your future center uh, when Mitch Morris moves on. I think that drafting that now is okay. And I also think he could be your interior, uh, like a swing interior offensive lineman. So he's definitely him. on my board here. I think we go here and continue to build up the offensive line. All right. Oluwatimi. Yep. I gotta make sure I say his name. Right? Timmy. I say Tommy, Timmy. I don't know. I think people <laughs> get too. All right. So anyway, he's a Buffalo Bill now, the uh, yep. former Michigan interior offensive lineman. All right, we're gonna skip to the Bills last pick here. 
This will be the last pick of the draft if there's no trades, which is in the sixth round. The Bills do not own a seventh rounder. All right, so we have went pretty heavy. Not pretty mm -hmm. heavy. We went very heavy on offense. And again, I don't think you're going to get a single person in the world complaining about that. Protect Josh Allen, man. Give yeah, him some protect weapons. Josh Allen. You've got in two linemen. You've got in a receiver. You've got in a tight end. You know, mm -hmm. let me, because we haven't even really talked about this during the whole process. I did write that I thought it might be a good idea if the board would fall their way up. There's a guy that they liked, maybe trying to get a late round quarterback to maybe you want to develop who hopefully can become a number two and you get to hold on to the guy for four years instead of signing a, signing a stopgap guy each year. But there's only three quarterbacks even on this board. Malik Cunningham from Louisville, Max Duggan from uh, TCU, and Tyson Bejen from Shepard. So I don't think that unless you like one of those two guys here at the top, I really don't think that that's uh no. And I'm totally content people. to just roll out crappy backup quarterbacks behind Josh Allen. If Josh it's Allen true. gets hurt, everything's screwed. That's true. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Max, Nothing Max matters. Max Duggan ain't never going to save the day if Josh Allen, you know, hurts his ankle. Not Mitch Trubisky wasn't going to do it. Nobody. If mm. Josh Allen gets hurt, things are gone. Sure. All right. So we got one more All pick right. here. Make it count. Let's see. Uh, Scroll down a little here. Um, wouldn't mind walking away with a running back. I do like Puka Nakua, although we did go wide receiver. You could probably take a wide receiver here as a put him on the practice squad type of guy and see if they stick. Uh, scroll through a little bit. Can you look at running backs for me just to get there? Uh, Tavion Thomas is the top ranked running back on this board here. I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't know. None of these guys do anything for me. Uh, all right. Scroll up again to edge again. While we're... Jose Ramirez from Eastern Michigan is the top guy on the board again. I'm not going to lie, man. This is the board in the draft. Yeah. Where I'm throwing darts at a board. Sure. I really go don't over know to safety for me. If you can, for a sec, free safety, strong safety, uh, go to, and then free safety. Maybe. Or just search Brandon Hill. I just want to take Brandon Hill, I think. If he's there, he is. Take him. Brandon 282. Hill, That's stupid. That's ridiculous. 282 ranked. Yeah. I can take him. I think he could contribute right away as a special teams player. I do think there might be a little bit of a log jam at safety if Hamlin truly does recover to form. But this could be insurance for we hope Hamlin recovers to form. But if not, we have another developmental guy in the middle. Yeah. And, you know, who's to say Brandon Hill can come in the camp and beat out Cam Lewis for a, for a roster spot on, you know, play sure. And we all assume Benford, we all assume Benford may make a transition to safety, but that might not work out. Right. I agree. All right. So we're going to take Brandon Hill, the um, defensive back from Pittsburgh. That was our last pick. So this is uh, flying through the seventh round here. Cool. And then we'll uh, review. All right. So we flirted with Trey's pretty much like I think we've made. We did six mocks. I think we did one week where we actually ended up making a trade. Yeah. And I remember that. We ended up getting uh, Tyler Boyd from the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, so to review the Buffalo Bills draft here, Roderick Jones was our first-round pick offensive tackle from Georgia. We got Josh Downs in the second round. I think that's going to be a steal if he falls that far into round two. Anyway, the receiver from Both North those Carolina. first two picks are steals. Sure. Um, Jack Clon what is it, Jack Clonroy mm -hmm. from LSU, a defensive Lineman, defensive tackle. He's their third round pick. Zach Kuntz, uh, a tight end from Kuntz. I'm sorry, tight end from uh, Old Dominion in the fourth. What the hell is this dude's name in the fifth? I'm going to have to learn. Hello, Tommy. Yep. Interior offensive lineman from Michigan. And then Brandon Hill with our last pick um, of free safety from Pittsburgh. All right. So let's just quick thoughts. My, my first thought is uh, 
If you're an offensive guy, you like this a lot, man. You got yourself a day one starting offensive tackle. Josh Downs is probably a day one starter in the slot as well. So you probably got two offensive starters and a and a tight end too with Cunts. So you got you got Roy, who might be in the mix early on. I, I kind of like this draft, man. I think this is our best draft so far. I don't remember each and every draft, but uh to me, this addresses my number one offensive uh, priority, which was protect Josh Allen. I am not on Spencer Brown. I'm not. I don't believe in Brandon Bean and the comments he's made. Uh, my good friend Joe Marino and I have had discussions offline about it because I know he's more in on uh, Spencer Brown than I am. I just don't believe in it. So I want to see uh, Josh Allen get protected now. I don't want to hope that Spencer Brown turns into the player we think he is. So that addresses that. I'm not in on we need to walk away with a wide receiver as much as everyone else. But if you are going to get it, I do want the slot production that I think Josh Downs can contribute to. I, he's uh, I know that on Twitter, a lot has been made of it with people saying he's, uh, you know, Cole Beasley 2.0. I don't think that's a terrible comp. And he's a uh, similar type slot, slot receiver to Cole Beasley, but with more speed and more upside athleticism. I don't know if he'll ever get to the production of a Cole Beasley, but that play style is something that the Bills need. So if you are going to get a wide receiver, I think um, specifically fixing that slot position is a big part of this offense. I like Cleo Shakir as an inside-outside guy. I like Gabe Davis a lot more than fans do, and I think the Bills do too. So yeah. um, you don't need a lot. I just think you need a different piece, and I think Josh Downs provides that. Jacqueline Roy is a guy that can eat some space, be a bigger body on the interior defensive line, which if you're not going to have big, uh, uh, bigger linebackers behind them, you need to keep those guys clean. Uh, and it provides that we don't have any guys under contract going into next year in the defensive interior. So it gives you at least somebody under contract going forward. Koontz, we know the Bills want to play a little bit more 12 personality. I don't know that he's going to be available to do that year one as much as uh, mock draft Twitter projects him to with that type of athleticism this might be a pick that needs a little time uh we know the tight end position is a little bit slower developing but i think he gives you at least the athleticism you have to account for if he's on the field with dawson knox uh and then although it's timmy as much as i love mitch morris i think he's a really uh underrated part of this bills team and the success they've had recently that clock's ticking uh on when you're going to need to swap out your center position and as much as they have done to the interior offensive line in this offseason those guys are kind of journeymen so far. They are, they haven't solidified themselves as top-tier NFL starters, so Agreed. none of them are keeping me and preventing me from adding a guy to this team. And so that adds insurance of potential Mitch Morse replacement, potential uh, issue if Mitch Morse gets hurt now, you don't have to slide Rick Bates to center. You could have a guy that can come in and play center. So I think it provides you a little bit of insurance along that offensive line. And then Brandon Hill is just a good special teams flyer. I love Pitt defenders, so I think that's just a good fit. I would like a, an offensive tackle too. And I agree with you about Gabe Davis. That said, I still think if the Bills can get a really good slot receiver, if they can get JSN or if they could get Zay Flowers in the first round, I think that's where they're going to go. Maybe Addison. I'm not quite as sold on Addison as others from what I've seen. I'll be happy with an offensive tackle. Don't get me wrong. I think in a dream world, in a perfect world for a lot of fans, you go and you have an offensive tackle like Broderick Jones fought you in round one. Then maybe in round two, you move up and you go get either Sanders or Campbell. Then you're like, well, I ain't got a receiver. Maybe then when it gets to be day three, you put together a package of a couple picks and you go DeAndre Hopkins hunting. You know, it could yeah. work out that way. Mm -hmm. um, there's some big names. I wrote a couple down here. We're getting ready to get out of here. But one thing about this draft, there might be some big names that end up getting moved. Not all likely, but like Lamar Jackson is at least a possibility. Sure. Uh, Trey Lance, 
Although they just got OBJ, I would think. Right. Well, that means they're going to do something to get that deal. done. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Trey Lance is another name we're starting to hear a little bit about. I think it's going to take a big offer, but Derrick Henry got Austin Eckler, Delvin Cook, three big name running backs. Of course, DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to get traded somewhere at some point. Ed Oliver. Bad feeling in my gut. No, 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 no. You don't train that. Not train that Oliver. I'm not training that. I'm just saying, like he's a, he's a big name. He's a name that is, it will be rumored. I, his name. Will I be think other team. I have seen a lot of articles by other fan bases uh, looking for that position and thinking that Ed Oliver is available. So if we're gonna say it about these other guys, that's league fair. wide. I think that we need to include him. Put it this way: if you hear the name Ozzie Smith or something like that in the first round, or Keanu Ben or sure. something like that early, yeah. then you will hear Ed Oliver's name. That the rumors will. Uh, They'll pick up. You think Jerry uh, Judy's value is going to come down? Eh, I don't know. Buda Baker's another guy. Anyway, so th- there's a lot of big names out there that you, you might see a couple trades throughout this process. Um, one last thing again. We So we, we did this last week too. I'll pull it up one more time real quick here. Bill's draft or veteran roster draft winners or losers. Uh, biggest loser probably Spencer Brown. <laughs> He's going to be losing his starting job. Uh I don't know, really. Hardy might be a little bit of a Maybe loser. Maybe Quinn Morris. Quinn Morris uh, on the surface yeah. could be a draft loser. Uh, sure. Draft winners, of course, the running uh, backs. Tim Settle, take a, a little run. bit of a loser here, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Tim Settle for sure. Um, that, that's about it, though, man. I, I don't see any major shifts uh, when it comes to this roster. So, I don't know, man. Uh, the, it might take snaps away from Khalil Shakir. With Josh down, yeah, not be able to get him on the field as much as you think. I got a feeling, and I hope I'm wrong, because I'm I'm gonna root for any player that that puts on a Bills uniform. But it's like Khalil Shakir is one of those guys that you know early last year I'm like this guy could be really good. Then I'm like ah oh, he ain't gonna be shit. Then I see him in the playoffs I'm like he we might have something here. Depending on how this draft goes though, like if they go get uh, a Zay Flowers or a Josh Downs, there's not much of a path to playing time for Khalil Shakir. So who knows? Yeah. how that'll turn out but anyway all right man this was fun this was a a long process like i said a six-week process i'll tell you i'm looking selfishly i'm I, i'm very much looking forward to this being over just so you and i could get back to our weekly uh discussions that focus more on pop music and, and having our music takes and just pop culture shit and uh stuff like that it, it's yeah. been fun but it's been a little bit uh fatiguing spending six straight weeks with you talking about the draft but you know, I appreciate you, man, as always. Appreciate so. you, man. Learned a lot through this process. So Yeah, this was fun. And by the way, make sure you check out Cover One all week. You guys have been crushing. And I'm, I'm sure you and Greg are doing one more uh, draft show as well, right? We've got our show tomorrow night. I think we're not going to do a mock. By tomorrow, gonna... you mean Wednesday night. Wednesday night. We'll Sorry, yes. I forgot people. Yes, Wednesday night. Well, actually, this will release on Wednesday. So tonight. Tune mm-hmm. into Cover One Buffalo podcast. I think we're going to be just taking final draft questions, sort of wrap, putting a bow on the process. And then to your point, uh, make sure you're following Cover One and all the guys at Cover One on the YouTube channel, everywhere we are. I'm not going to go crazy for draft coverage, but we've got some guy. We will have you covered every single night of the week. I like to just sit back and watch the draft like that. We do all this work. I just want to sit back and watch it. But we got guys will be on all the time covering the draft. So make sure uh, not just Greg and I, you're following the whole crew and head over to our YouTube channel and, and click that little subscribe. All right, guys. Thank you very much for Aaron Quinn. I'm Patrick Moran. I'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow. Talk to you soon. Spread.
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.